You are listening to an Elftree Publishing Podcast. Our elves have been hard at work in search for meaningful and compelling content, so we hope you enjoy this show. And now, for our feature presentation. Enjoy. Featuring free-spirited conversation to help build a better future for generations to come. This is Elftree Publishing. Dr. Mike Eden is the former vice president and chief scientist for allergy and respiratory at Pfizer, a vaccine manufacturer. This idea, for example, that you can be ill even though you have no symptoms and you can be a, a respiratory virus threat to someone else even though you have no symptoms, that's also invented in 2020. There's, there's simply no history of it and, and it defies common sense as well. Planet Earth about to be recycled. Your only chance to evacuate is to leave with us. Is to leave with us. From leaving behind the world of bioterrorism to off the grid and independent living. You're listening to Exit the Cult. Happy Friday, everyone. I'm your host, Joe Morales, and you're listening to Exit the Cult, a podcast dedicated to exposing the lies of the mainstream media to help others wake up to the truth. Let's exit the cult together. It is Friday, September the 10th. Hope you're doing all right. I know that I have been kind of in a little bit of a state of what in the hell is going on? Am I in a dream? Am I in a movie? Am I on the Truman Show? Like, is is my mirror in my bathroom just a camera watching me? Are there, like, aliens somewhere watching me? Am I in a simulation here? Being punked? Like, I'm going to wake up and be back in fifth grade in my bed just being like, what the fuck? Oh, oh my God. Everything's a lie. Oh. My God. We are in such an upside-down reality. It's quite an experience, I will say. If there's somebody listening to this in the year 2500, I want you to know that 2021 was some true, right-off-the-witch's-tit chaos. We're in pure tyranny chaos. Bunch of corruption going on, and we're all being dragged along with it. All the people that want a better world. I'm one of those people that wants justice. I want all the criminal BS to end. It's insane what we're dealing with right now. And now humanity has become the bioweapon. We have all become the weapon of mass destruction. And the thing that pisses me off the most about all of this nonsense is that as the data keeps coming out, we're learning now that even if you got a vaccine, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they don't work. And CNBC and Forbes put out articles saying it's 39% effective. 
Come get your booster. The John Frum Cult. So John Frum, last name F-R-U-M, Cult is one of the most widely reported examples of a cargo cult. Cargo cults are typically groups that formed during or after World War II among islanders who benefited from the presence of soldiers who shared goods with them. They believe that by performing rituals that mimic the behavior of soldiers they saw on the island, they'll receive more cargo. The John Frum cult is made up of islanders on the South Pacific island of Tana. Before soldiers arrived on the island, locals were unfamiliar with modern goods such as manufactured clothing, medicine, and canned food. The islanders had watched the soldiers receive cargo from planes from parachuted airdrops. So after soldiers left the island, the cults would perform rituals that mimicked the practices of soldiers in the belief that it would bring new cargo. Some of the practices included marching, waving, landing signals, and creating mock airstrips, radios, and control towers. <laughs> it's so crazy to me. The John Frum cult worships an, a figure named John Frum, often depicted in American World War II servicemen. The name John Frum may be a corruption of, quote, John Frum, F-R-O-M, as in John from America. This cargo cult is still active and has become a tourist attraction. You guys, there's people who go and just observe these people dancing, doing like <laughs> little airport airstrip moves, you know? They're probably dancing around a fire and then uh, guiding imaginary airplanes to the tarmac or uh, I should say cargo uh, drops. That's so bizarre. So, so bizarre. But it also like shows you how sad the reality we live in is. It's like there were full cultures of people that were being left alone. They were in their own little, you know, they're in their elements. And then all of a sudden, you know, the greedy ass governments who are creating theaters of war decide, oh, these chain of islands here, we're going to go there and we're going to like set up our camps there. It doesn't really matter what's going on there. We're setting up camp and we're going to drop some shit there. And literally, they just forced their will upon that society. And now there's a cult based on that. And they're making money probably from very few tourists, I guess, at this point. Because of COVID, no one is traveling anywhere anymore, especially probably small islands. You are listening to Exit the Cult. Only on Elf Tree Publishing. Enjoy. 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 Hey, enjoy. Enjoy. Hey, you. Enjoy. Hey, you. Enjoy. Hey, you. Enjoy. Yeah, you. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah, you. Enjoy. Welcome back to Exit the Cult. So, in music news from RadarOnline.com, Rihanna drops nasty lawsuit against her dad, Ronald, after accusing him of making money off her name weeks before they were set to face off. Rihanna has reached a settlement with her father in court, and the pop superstar has agreed to drop her lawsuit weeks before they were scheduled to appear in court. According to court documents obtained by Radar, earlier today, the umbrella singer, Umbrella, Ella, Eh, 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 Come on, y'all. Y'all know that song. Don't act like you don't. The Umbrella Singer informed the court she is dismissing her entire suit against Ronald Fenty. Not Ronald McDonald, Ronald Fenty. The parties were ordered to show up on September 22nd for the trial. It looks like both sides wanted to avoid a public spectacle and hashed out their differences behind closed doors. The two had a rocky relationship for decades, but things took a turn recently. In 2019, the singer sued her father and his company, Fenty Entertainment, 
She accused him of using her name to make money without her approval. In the bombshell lawsuit. It's a bombshell, you guys. A bombshell. We're bombshell. What? What? That's such a dramatic word. Was it bombshell? I mean, I don't even know why I'm reading this right now. I don't, does anyone give a shit? Let's be done with this. Who gives a fuck? All right. So Rihanna, she's still rich. Her dad, he's probably still rich. Everyone wins in Rihanna land. So let's move along. There is mass tyranny happening in the beautiful land of Australia. I think uh, Australians are resilient, good people, and are uh, getting sick of the tyranny. I mean, right now they are in the thick of it all, baby cakes. Listen to some of these clips from the premiere and from uh, one of the health ministers there. These people are ah, terrorists. Fucking terrorists. Listen to this shit. To protect the health system, we've got everybody locked down. We're going to move to a situation where, to protect the health system, we're going to lock out people who are not vaccinated and can be. If you're making the choice not to get vaccinated, then you're making the wrong choice. I mean, wait a minute. Who the fuck do these people think they are? Telling you what to do with your body. This is absurd, you guys. Absolutely absurd. You'll be locked out. You will not have the privileges. You shall hail Satan. Hail Satan. People are demons. Let's continue. Then you're making the wrong choice. You're making the wrong choice. And for safety's sake, and for the back to that point about how much work our nurses have to do, as this becomes absolutely a pandemic of the unvaccinated and we open everything up, it's not going to be safe for people who are not vaccinated to be roaming around the place, spreading the virus. Spreading the virus like a bunch of filthy animals. These people sound like Nazis, man. I'm just saying, they sound like Nazis. That's what they'll be, that's what they'll be doing. So there's every reason, every reason uh, to get vaccinated. And there are appointments available. Oh, yay! We can all go get appointments because we haven't known for the last year and a half that this is what they want us to do. And we just needed to know that there's open appointments. Ah! And there'll be even more appointments available throughout September, October, November. Let's get to those thresholds as fast as we possibly can. But yes, there's going to be a vaccinated uh, economy. And you get to participate that. You get to participate in that if you are vaccinated. Now, that's not right now because, of course, there's many more people who want to get vaccinated than we actually can get through the system. But we're going to get to a point where everybody who can get vaccinated will have been offered the chance to do so. And we are not going to have a situation, well, at least not in Victoria, where we lock the whole place down to protect people who won't protect themselves. These go and get vaccinated. No, bro, that's all right. I just want to go see a movie. You know, these... Oh, I can't? Oh, I have... Oh, I can't go see a movie. Oh, okay. Well, I may just go... I may just go grab a bite to eat. Oh, I can't do that either? Oh, oh. I guess I'll just stay home for the rest of my life and not participate in society. Uh, uh, oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, I'll take the jab, okay? I'll just take the jab. <laughs> I think, as I've said before, we are going to be in a cycle of being vaccinated for COVID um, into the future. And so our, there'll be updated re recommendations. At the moment, we're trying to get first and second doses into everyone. Could it be that your vaccine passport to enter venues, for example, expires at nine months or 12 months? Is that what we're looking at, if you don't get the booster? 
yes, we have to work through those details, but at the moment, the majority of people have been vaccinated in a reasonably recent time. Obviously, there will be recommendations and we will expect uh, an ongoing level of vaccine but coverage. But also, as we get that coverage high, and I think I've talked about my aspirational dreams of us being the most vaccinated country. These people are so dense. I mean, okay, so Israel is currently the most vaccinated country, right? Yahoo News. Israel is struggling with COVID-19 despite high vaccination rates. What lessons can Australia learn? Clearly none. Just a few months ago, Israel was the picture of COVID-19 vaccination success. After an early and rapid rollout and within the majority of its adult population fully vaccinated, Israel lifted virtually all COVID-19 restrictions and life in the Middle Eastern nation returned to an almost pre-COVID normal. With daily case numbers close to zero, businesses reopened, mass gatherings resumed, and face masks were eagerly discarded as people flocked to the beaches and restaurants. But the celebrations and optimism that herd immunity had arrived didn't last long. Why, guys? Oh, I know. Because of the vaccines. It was because of the vaccines, you guys. And they want us to believe, oh, well, You know, long-term studies on vaccination isn't a big deal. We don't need that. Not for this. Not for this. And for anyone who just wants more data to collect, oh, you're an anti-vaxxer. Oh, you must be a terrorist. Domestic terrorist. Oh, no, no. It's the unvaccinated that that caused this. Oh, so, so people who got the vaccine, who can still spread the virus, who can still create mutations, who can still get sick, they're out of the picture. It's just the unvaccinated that did this. This is ridiculous, man. I can't even I can't even sit along that narrow narrow road without laughing. It's so absurd. But Joe, you're not a doctor. No, I'm not a doctor. I can read. I can read. Big crowds in stadiums, not clear who was required to be vaccinated. Recommendations for masks, but as you can see in these pictures, folks just weren't doing it. Uh, I, I mean, is this kind of behavior going to get us on the other side of this? Or if we keep doing this, are we going to be kind of stuck in, in outbreak mode? Well, we could be stuck in outbreak mode, and that's why I think what you're going to be seeing, in addition to the fact that we're, people are getting voluntarily vaccinated now on a more and more basis. As you said, we've been a couple of days, even over a million per day. I think you're going to see a lot more local mandates, Jim. I think they're going to be organizations, they're going to be universities, they're going to be colleges, they're going to be sports events, travel events, where the rule is going to be if you want to participate, you get vaccinated. If not, sorry, you're not going to be able to do it. And I think when we get more and more of that, I think we're going to start seeing a great diminution in the number of cases. Listen, I get folks want to go back to normal life. They want to go to games, right? I want to go. I want to go to games. Uh, But when you look at crowds like that, do you approve of that? Or is that just not smart? No, I don't think it's smart. I think when you're dealing particularly in, if you know, outdoors is always better than indoors. But even when you have such a congregate setting, of people close together. First, you should be vaccinated. And when you do have congregate settings, particularly indoors, you should be wearing a mask. It's good advice, Dr. Fauci. Let's hope more folks listen to it. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time this morning. I came to get down. I came to get down. So get down to see and jump around. Jump around. Jump around. Jump around. 
So in big tech news from MSN, 1,000 Facebook workers are paid to read supposedly private WhatsApp messages. An investigation released Tuesday claims Facebook employs more than 1,000 workers who reportedly read through millions of messages on the data-encrypted WhatsApp messaging service. ProPublica produced the report that looked into Facebook's management of WhatsApp, a global messaging subsidiary with around 2 billion users that is promoted for being an especially private network. After Facebook acquired WhatsApp for $19 billion in 2014, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg promised users that their data would remain safe and unscreened by the company. <laughs> yeah, right. Contrary to his pledge, he had his hand over his chest and he was staring at the American flag and he said, I promise I will never defy you. I will never stab you in the back. Please trust me. Contrary to his pledge, ProPublica's report said that Facebook had hired more than a thousand contractors in Texas, Ireland, and Singapore to look through users' content. Ah, oh, these fuckers. They're just, these are, these are awful people. Can't trust any of these guys. You know, I mean, at what point do you just go, yeah, yeah, let's, let's call it a day, humanity. I think we gave, we, we gave them a chance. We really, you know, they had some fun toys. We played with them. We had a good time, but Jesus Christ, these people, they'll go into your fucking closet and sniff through your panty drawer if you let them. Because of our success with vaccination effort, this new Delta variant wave of COVID-19 will be very different be able to deal with than the one that under that we under uh, was, was underway when I took office. And yes, cases are going to go up before they come back down. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I know I've said that constantly, and others have as well. The vaccination of the unvaccinated, you know, and it's needless taking a needless toll on our country. You know, we have. Uh, Roughly 350 million people vaccinated in the United States and billions around the world. And virtually no one's died because of that vaccination. Sorry, Joe. According to VAERS, thousands have died, hundreds of thousands of adverse effects. I don't understand. I don't get the logic around all of this, how they're just claiming it's safe. And again, I'm not going to sit here and try to, well, what information do you have to, to back that claim? Well, what information do they have? How do they know? Oh, well, they've been giving these vaccines to people and, and they count the vials and they count the amount of shots that have gone into people. Are you sure about that? Are you sure the chain of custody and all the details and all the paperwork, there's no flubbing the numbers, there's none of that? After what we learned about the PCR testing, which they're no longer going to be using because it's inaccurate to uh, the point of 100% inaccurate. Kerry Mullis, the guy who invented it, disclosed that is not what this is for. He says you can basically find anything if you magnify it, the amount of cycles that you need to, which they were using, what, an average of 45 cycles? And then once they gave everybody the vaccine, they dropped it down to 20-something cycles because they knew everybody was essentially going to have COVID-19. And they didn't want all the people that got the vaccine to be the ones that were testing for it. So they ask people, have you been vaccinated? Okay, cool. Let's do your test. And then they mark that. And then they go do your little PCR test and they cycle it down so it doesn't detect it. Okay, I need to calm down. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. 
It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? And we have to get in those communities and we have to knock on those doors and we have to convince people and put them in a car and drive them and get that vaccine in their arm. That is the mission. It's a choice to live with this virus. And with all due respect, you don't have a choice to go out and drink and drive and put everybody else's lives at risk. That's the equivalent of this moment with the deadliness and efficiency of the Delta virus. You're putting other people's, innocent people's lives at risk. People need to get vaccinated. That's, that's what we're working for. Is it frustrating with the number of unvaccinated as these cases rise? We're keeping on. We're keeping on. So we're not going to stop till we get everybody vaccinated. Why not um, push for vaccine mandates in states, private companies, schools? Do you want to see those entities pass vaccine mandates? Well, I, I'd like to see them continue to move in that direction, and that's why I pointed out. I had asked the Justice Department to determine whether that is they're able to do that legally, and they can. Local communities can do that. Local businesses can do that. It's still a question whether the federal government can mandate the whole country. I don't know that. Let me ask you about Governor Cuomo of New York. I know you said you want the investigation to continue. If the investigation confirms the claims of the women, should he resign? Yes, I think he probably end up being prosecuted too. Welcome back to Eggs at the Cult, you guys. I'm glad you're here with me today. This is a uh, beautiful day here in California. I hope it's beautiful wherever you are. Okay. This from the Huffington Post. Jimmy Kimmel has a blunt idea about how hospitals should handle the unvaccinated. Jimmy Kimmel returned from his extended summer break on Tuesday with some thoughts about how hospitals should treat unvaccinated coronavirus patients. Kimmel noted that some of the people who refused the COVID-19 vaccine were willing to take an unproven medication used to treat worms, particularly in animals such as horses. They're talking about ivermectin. It's the big no-no word. Here's Kimmel. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. That choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. (laughs) Yay! Yeah, totally normal behavior, guys. Totally normal. Here's some interesting information from a doctor who's speaking out at Mount Vernon community school. To address your comment about, geez, it's hard to believe we're 18 months into this and still having a problem. And I would suggest the reason we still have a problem is because we're doing things that are not useful. And we're getting our sources of information from the Interstate Board of Health and the CDC, who actually don't bother to read science before they do this. Um, I'm actually a functional family medicine physician. That means I am specially trained in immunology and inflammation regulation. And everything being recommended by the CDC and the State Board of Health is actually contrary to all the rules of science. So things you should know about coronavirus and all other respiratory viruses, they are spread by aerosol particles, which are small enough to go through every mask. By the way, the literature that supports all of that is in a flash drive that we presented to you. It's been given to the secretary. As a matter of fact, it quotes at least three studies (laughs) sponsored by the NIH to that exact fact, even though the CDC and the NIH have chosen to to ignore the very science that they paid to have done. 
Um, that is why you keep struggling with this, is because you cannot make these viruses go away. The natural history of all respiratory viruses is that they circulate all year long, waiting for the immune system to get sick through the winter or become deranged, as has happened recently with these vaccines, and then they cause symptomatic disease. Okay, so natural immunity, herd immunity, is what's required for these things to go away. That's what happens. So every year we have a flu and some people choose to go get, you know, they. it's so crazy. Like, honestly, at this point now, I can't believe, it makes me really concerned about the fact that they were able to convince people every single year to go get a flu vaccine when most of those people that got it would still get the flu. Oh, but the, but the, the, the symptoms would just be far less severe, far, far less severe. Oh yeah. Far less severe because what? Because that's what they're telling you. You go get a flu vaccine every winter and it's supposed to protect you from the flu, but most people that get that flu vaccine still get sick. And now we know that they're, creating a fraud pandemic so that they can push the world into a full tyranny where everybody in the world is vaccinated, contact traced, monitored. And we're supposed to just sit here and and think, oh, anyone that doesn't want to participate in this is just irresponsible. They're just, they just don't care about humanity. They don't care about grandma. They don't care about the kids. Even though children are basically less than 0% likely to die from COVID-19. Anyone under 65, it's ridiculous. What's happening is ridiculous. The CDC has managed to convince everybody that we can handle this like we did smallpox, where we could make a virus go away. Smallpox had no animal reservoirs. The only thing it learned to infect was humans. That's why we were able to make that virus go away. That will not happen with this any more than it will with influenza, the common cold, respiratory syncytial virus, adenoviral respiratory syndromes, or anything else that has animal reservoirs. So the reason you can't do this is because you're trying to do something which has already been tried and can't be done. Equally important is that vaccination changes none of this, especially with this vaccine. And I would hope this board would start asking itself before it considers taking the advice of the CDC, the NIH, and the State Board of Health, why we are doing things about this that we didn't do for the common cold, influenza, or respiratory syncytial virus. All of these people that work at the CDC, World Health Organization, all these organizations, NIH, I wonder how many of them have stocks in Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson. I wonder all those people at those high, high levels in those organizations, all the philanthropists that are donating hundreds of millions of dollars to these organizations so they can control them, essentially. The eugenicists, those who want to depopulate the Bill Gateses of the world, the Klaus Schwabs of the world, the Anthony Fauci's of the world. I wonder what interests are on the back end of all of this. Because we're getting all of our information from what? This three-headed fucking snake? NIH, World Health Organization, CDC? They're literally guiding all of this. And since January 2020, they have fumbled this ball, they have dropped the ball, they have acted like a bunch of assholes, giving us data that they want us to just believe and then the data changes like that. Oh, 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 well, that was, there's new science out now. Like they tried to do with the masks. After they had already done tons of research on masking, knowing that a virus is not stopped by a fucking cloth mask. You have to have a very specific enclosed airtight suit if you want to keep a virus out. That's what they wear in these labs. And here we are covering our faces 
becoming socially distanced. Now everyone's shifty-eyed, not looking at each other's smiles anymore. We're not, we're not standing next to each other, having conversations. It's all discouraged. I'm sorry, what was that? I can't hear you. What was that? Why is a vaccine that is supposedly so effective having a breakout in the middle of the summer when respiratory viral syndromes don't do that? And to help you understand that, you need to know the condition that is called antibody-mediated viral enhancement. That is a condition done when vaccines work wrong, as they did in every coronavirus study done in animals on coronaviruses after the SARS uh, outbreak and done in respiratory syncytial virus, where a vaccine used in a vulnerable individual done the wrong way, which why cannot be done right for a respiratory virus, which has a very low pathogenicity rate, causes the immune system to actually fight the virus wrong and let the virus become worse than it would with native infection. And that is why you are seeing an outbreak right now. And in fact, in that flash drive you're going to have coming to you and in the emails with six extra, will be a study showing that 75% of people who had COVID-19 positive symptom cases in Barnstable, Massachusetts outbreak were fully vaccinated. Therefore, there is no reason for treating any person vaccinated any differently than any person unvaccinated. You should also know that no vaccine, even the ones I support and would give to myself and my children, ever stops infection. In 2014, there was outbreak of mumps in the National Hockey League. The only people who came down the symptoms were the people who were unvaccinated or unknown vaccine status. Boy, that sounds like a great argument for vaccines. But a question that you should ask yourself, knowing that half of the people who came down with symptomatic disease had no contact with an unvaccinated or unknown vaccine status individual, where did they get the disease? And the answer was from the vaccinated individuals. No vaccine prevents you from getting infection. You get infected, you shed pathogen. This is especially true of viral respiratory pathogens. You just don't get symptomatic from it. So you cannot stop spread. You cannot make these numbers that you've planned on get better by doing any of the things you're doing because that is the nature of viral respiratory pathogens. And you can't prevent it with a vaccine because they don't do the very thing you're wanting them to do. And you will be chasing this the remainder of your life until you recognize that the Center for Disease Control and the Indiana State Board of Health are giving you very bad scientific guidance. And instead, read the articles that are gonna come on the email and are on this flash drive and listen to the people in this audience here tonight who actually have recognized the advice they are getting from the CDC and the NIH is counterfactual. And that's why you're still fighting this with this vaccine that supposedly was going to make all of this go away, but it suddenly managed to make an outbreak of COVID-19 develop in the middle of the summer when vitamin D levels are at their highest. By the way, the other thing that would be necessary, any vaccine restriction to be considered is if there were no other treatment available. And I can tell you, having treated over 15 COVID-19 patients, that between active loading with vitamin D, ivermectin, and zinc, that there is not a single person who has come anywhere near the hospital and we already have studies that show that if you achieve a 25-hydroxyvitamin D level greater than 55, your risk of COVID-19 death will drop down to through one quarter of the population. So my sister, she lives in Mexico, and she's telling me that, you know, if you come down with COVID or you're sick, they're giving you packets. They're giving people packets in Mexico with ivermectin, vitamin D, C, zinc, business as usual. Where's all the news about Mexico? Oh, all these, all these infected people dying everywhere. Oh gosh. It's not happening because they understand what's happening. The president of Mexico came out and said, we know this is big pharma trying to fucking pull the wool over people's eyes. It's a cash grab and a power grab. Billions and billions of dollars are being made on the back end of this. And now it's all about the vaccine passport. 
I mean, they're, they're wanting us to just pretend like we don't know this. Like we're, we're not supposed to know that. We're not supposed to know that they had event 201, October of 2019, talking about this exact scenario we're all literally living through right now. Or Crimson Contagion. Oh, no, no. Don't look at that. Same people making the vaccines were involved in that stuff. Don't look at that. Look over there. Do what we say. So if you were going to discriminate based upon vaccine, you should also discriminate based upon 25-hydroxyvitamin D level, zinc taste test response, and probably previous infections, since there are also studies on that flash drive that show that people who have recovered from COVID-19 infection actually get no benefit from vaccination at all, no reduction in symptoms, no reduction in hospitalization, and suffer two to four times the rate of side effects if they are subsequently vaccinated. Therefore, the policies that you are basing on are totally counterfactual. I don't blame this board for that because I know you aren't scientists and you've thought it was reasonable to listen to the CDC, NIH, and the Indiana State Board of Health. But I would encourage that instead you listen to the people out here in this audience and read what's on that data drive. And if anybody here in this board has any questions about anything on that, I will happily come back and sit with you individually if you would like to explain the science behind this. And if you're worried about being sued by somebody because you don't follow the guidance of the CDC and the NIH, I will tell you have a free pro bono expert testimony at your disposal. I will testify in defense of this board, turning down all these recommendations for free at any time in any court. I believe we are enslaved in a society where we will not be free to think or feel or do anything other than consume. Slaves for work, to buy things beyond our means, living in fear of terrorism. I believe this is to blindside us, trick us into a situation where they, the powers that be, will wipe us out. Kill most of us. Kill all of us here. They are going to reduce the population. That is what I believe. It's sad to think that there may need to be a population limit on the Earth. Maybe there does. We can't keep on doing what we're doing. There will be a global population reduction until there are only 500 million people there. Although I believe that this planet can support 2 billion humans perfectly comfortably. How do you know that? It's a question of space and the resources that space has. And using those resources to survive and not exploiting them. Almost 7 billion humans use too many resources. This leads to a very uncertain future for us all. Welcome back. So I came across this really interesting documentary on a website called Countdown to the Kingdom. It was absolutely fascinating where they essentially source all of these different professional expert doctors who are speaking out, research scientists, people who are editors of medical journals who have spent their entire careers doing their work and for the first time in their lives, they are being censored and told to shut the fuck up by all the people who are making billions of dollars on the back end of this pandemic. All the big tech companies warning us to stay away from the disinformation dozen. Just Google countdown to the kingdom following the experts or go to countdowntothekingdom.com, click on their videos and you'll see the documentary at the top. What they say here is following the experts. If you have car problems, who would you turn to? A car salesman or an auto mechanic? Of course, you turn to the one with the most expertise training in auto repair. In their latest documentary on the pandemic response, we hear from experts around the globe who are qualified to address the pandemic, not anonymous fact checkers defending the narrative. 
So you're going to hear from people like Dr. Beta Stadler. She's a PhD. She's considered the vaccine pope and one of the top immunologists in the world. Dr. John Ioannidis, he's an MD, DCS, is a professor of medicine of epidemiology and population health, of biomedical data science, and of statistics, and co-director of the Meta Research Innovation Center at Stanford. You're going to hear from Dr. Peter McCullough. He's an MD, MPH. He's one of the most cited MDs in the world in the National Library of Medicine on medical treatments, including for COVID-19, and has served on committees to investigate vaccine injuries. Dr. Sukarit Bakhti, he's a renowned German microbiologist who has published over 300 articles in the fields of immunology, bacteriology, virology, and parasitology, and received numerous awards and the Order of Merit of Rhinolin Palatinate, whatever the fuck that is. He is also the former emeritus head of the Institute of Medical Microbiology and Hygiene at the Johannes Gutenberg Universität in Mainz, Germany. Dr. Mike Yaden, PhD, is the former vice president and a chief scientist of allergy and respiratory at Pfizer. So this guy worked for Pfizer and he's speaking out. Dr. James Lyon Wheeler, he's a PhD senior research scientist, University of Pittsburgh. So all that to say, you guys, this documentary is worth the watch. Hello, I'm Mark Mallett from Countdown to the Kingdom and thenowword.com. Well, let's go now to the major pillars of this pandemic, citing renowned immunologists, virologists, microbiologists, and others who are experts in the treatment and care of individuals. I want to look at the five major pillars of lockdowns, testing, masking, social distancing, and vaccination to see if, in fact, we are following false and misused science or the real thing. I think it's really important that we work from uh, facts and understanding of the science around things. Science has in many ways helped ease uh, the suffering of this pandemic, uh, which was more than likely caused by science. Therefore, made the assessment that COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. This was unprecedented since the idea that a healthy person posed a viral threat was virtually unheard of. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is the face of the American pandemic response, himself stated, In all the history of respiratory-borne viruses of any type, asymptomatic transmission has never been the driver of outbreaks. The driver of outbreaks is always a symptomatic person. That was also the position of the World Health Organization. But from the data we have, it still seems to be rare that an asymptomatic person actually transmits onward to a secondary individual. There are five cardinal symptoms. Dr. Beda Stadler is the former director of the University Institute of Immunology at the Insel Hospital in Bern, Switzerland. He's been called by some a grandfather of immunology as well as the vaccination pope. When it comes to the idea that someone who is asymptomatic, that is, without symptoms, poses a threat, 
Dr. Stadler says that's ridiculous. No, it's pain. Mm-hmm. So if somebody says, I have not felt anything, no scratch, nothing, no symptoms, that is a ridiculous uh, assumption. Dr. Mike Eden is the former vice president and chief scientist for allergy and respiratory at Pfizer, a vaccine manufacturer. This idea, for example, that you can be ill even though you have no symptoms and you can be a a respiratory virus threat to someone else even though you have no symptoms, that's also invented in 2020. There's there's simply no history of it and, and it defies common sense as well. So be sure to check out the rest of that documentary over at countdowntothekingdom.com. Click videos. It's really good. So it is officially the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terror attacks tomorrow. I was 18 years old the day that crazy event occurred. I was in college. I was uh, walking out of my dorm to go to class and uh, I remember seeing this dude just sitting on the couch in our common room in the dorm room like in the main area there's a big screen out there and just this dude I can't remember who it was but he was just sitting on this couch staring at the TV and I remember kind of hearing the TV was on pretty loud and I looked over and saw the one of the towers on fire smoking And uh, he said, the guy in the room was saying that a small plane had hit the building. And so I essentially just sat there and watched with him until the second plane hit, saw that live. And went just straight back to my dorm room, turned the TV on and was glued to it for, I don't even know how long. But that whole time was... It's kind of a blur when I think back on it, just because I remember becoming so obsessed with not believing any of that was real, not believing that human beings would be um, that evil. And so it really snapped a part of my internal paradigm and uh, or my external paradigm And um, I'm not sure if many people in this world who went through that day have really ever recovered from it. I think we've just learned how to cope with it and move on. It's very, very bizarre. But it took me about six years until I started really kind of questioning the entire event. And after seeing kind of decisions made by the Bush administration and Um, the Patriot Act and all these kind of tyrannical um, things come into play. I just started questioning, was this thing legit? Are they telling us the truth? How did they have this event already in the bag the day of 9-11? How did they already know who was behind it? How? Who planned this? How did these terrorists from this Middle Eastern country plan such an orchestrated thing that our CIA, FBI, military... They all missed it. They allowed it to happen. How? How? And just my only conclusion is they had to be in on it. 
All these years later, I've watched documentaries, I've read books, and I've just seen people connect all of the dots, the money, who was in charge, what people were in positions of power. And so many of them, turns out, are just the most corrupt individuals in business, finance, politics. I mean, so many people involved with the military-industrial complex, the military... Um, intelligence agencies. I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense is people were paid off to commit a crime to, I guess, what has perpetuated ever since the crumbling of this country. I mean, look around. It is being systematically dismantled as we speak. And then 9-11, what did it bring forth? The Patriot Act. As we near the 20th anniversary of 9-11, never forget how thousands were killed and we were sold a lie from day one. If you still believe the story that Osama bin Laden directed 19 terrorists to hijack airplanes and destroy skyscrapers specifically designed to absorb airplane collisions, then I recommend you start with architects and engineers of 9-11 Truth. But for those of us who can see past the lies, let us never accept them again. Never forget how we were sold the whole story before the sun ever set that day. And never forget what followed. Homeland Security, the Patriot Act, the destruction of nations, and the weaponization of civilian refugees. As the nation is preparing for the memorial of 9-11, never forget how the CIA and their media spin the lies. With the recent catastrophe in Afghanistan, the stories we are told through the mainstream media are either that the president is incompetent or that it was a huge success. But what else are they showing us? We were shown pictures of the Taliban trolling Joe Biden with ice cream cones, reminiscent of the popular use of memes in conservative American politics. And we were shown how the Taliban is critical of American social media censorship, just as American conservatives are. Call me suspicious, but it almost seems as if they are creating the appearance of an alliance between Islamic terrorists and American patriots. We have witnessed the power of brainwashing, Many will simply believe whatever they are told to believe. MSNBC compares American Christians to the Taliban. And we have seen the recent public warning made by Homeland Security ahead of the 20th anniversary of 9-11 that describes American Christian conservatives as a terror threat. While our borders are being flooded, we are being told that terrorists are coming in disguised as refugees. Like millions of others, I hope and pray to live through the 20th anniversary of 9-11 without incident. But a story is being laid out, and the story seems to be leading to another major false flag event wherein American patriots are framed. Never forget the lives sacrificed. Never forget those responsible. And never forget the way they lie. For InfoWars.com, this is Greg Reese. Headline from the Gateway Pundit, DHS 
Extremists against COVID vaccines stolen election pose national security threat ahead of 9-11. And uh, this from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Potential terror threats. Opposition to COVID measures. Claims of election fraud. Belief Trump can be reinstated. 9-11 anniversary and religious holidays. Oh, you know, you can't oppose any of these COVID measures. You just have to accept them. No, sorry, pal. Sorry. Anyone trying to take your freedom is a terrorist. I don't know who the hell these people have ever thought they were. But all of this is the very thing that emerged post 9-11. This deep body of intelligence agencies, along with big tech, have become our worst nightmare. Seriously. I mean, we just read an article earlier in this episode talking about Facebook spying on your WhatsApp messages. Why? What are they looking for? Oh, it's for our protection. Is it or is it for their masters? I mean, they're telling us right now that the biggest threat right now that they must focus on is domestic terror? From who? People who want to know what the fuck is going on and are brave enough to speak out and are now a target? They think we're dumb. I think the thing that confuses me the most about everything that's going on right now is it's our duty as people on this planet. I don't care what country you come from. I don't care what religion you believe in. It's your duty to question everything. And we're hearing prime ministers, presidents, heads of, heads of uh, corporations telling everyone just to go get the vaccine. Just do what you're told. All of this has spawned because of the mass deception we've all been put through. And 9-11 was the coming out party for this new world order that people are talking about. Australian prime ministers just said this in the news this week. The new world order. The new world order. They're saying it. And then when someone tweets about it, Twitter censors that and says, oh, that's misinformation. Talking about the new world order. They're talking about it. The Bilderberg Group. The Council on Foreign Relations, the World Economic Forum, they're telling us what they want to do to our planet, where they want to take us. It's depopulation. This is all out in the open. And the second the common man, the peasant, the plebeian, decides to question and talk about this amongst each other, lockdowns, censorship, he who must not be named, Voldemort, do not say his name. These people are evil. Here's an article from americasfrontlinedoctors.org. I thought this was really interesting. Are the unvaxxed the new Jews? So let's start with the historical background. In the Name of Public Health, Nazi Racial Hygiene by Susan Backrack. Quote, Physicians and medically trained academics, many of whom were proponents of racial hygiene or eugenics, legitimized and helped to implement Nazi policies aiming to cleanse German society of people viewed as biologic threats to the nation's health. Racial hygiene measures began with the mass sterilization of the genetically diseased and ended with a near annihilation of European Jews. Over the past six decades, the science of human heredity has advanced greatly from knowledge of the operation of DNA to the mapping of the human genome. Such progress holds great promise for medical advances, but also inspires new utopian visions of perfecting humankind. The history of Nazi racial hygiene policies and eugenics reminds us 
of the importance of maintaining democratic checks and balances in the application of biomedical research and of always guarding against the use of genetics for the purpose of discriminating against persons or groups. So this is from Germany, Holocaust Encyclopedia, Deceiving the Public. Quote, Combined with terror to intimidate those who did not comply, a new state propaganda apparatus headed by Joseph Goebbels manipulated and deceived the German population and the outside world. Propagandists preached an appealing message of national unity and a utopian future that resonated with millions of Germans. They also waged campaigns that facilitated the persecution of Jews and others excluded from the Nazi vision of the national community. So from the Nuremberg trial, 1945, Hermann Goering to the question, how did you convince German people to accept all of this? He replies, it was easy and has nothing to do with Nazism. The only thing a government needs to turn people into slaves is fear. If you can find something to scare them, you can make them do anything you want. That's what he said. If you can find something to scare them, you can make them do anything you want. So in Israel, reflections on the Nuremberg Declaration of the German Medical Assembly, quote, rather, these events appear to have resulted from the enthusiastic and innovative contributions of and effective execution by physicians and medical establishment leading the way, CDC, NIH, WHO. Quote, moreover, the realization that almost an entire scientific and medical establishment, arguably one of the most preeminent of its time, and many of its leading practitioners and scientists were involved in the absence of coercion, makes it impossible to turn a blind eye to the fact that it could have happened and could happen again elsewhere, even to us and here. Abuse of power is a risk inherent in being a physician. Jewish and Israeli physicians are not immune. We must recognize slippery slopes and make sure we do not get empowered by them, end quote. Today, in the name of public health, COVID-19, eradication, hygiene. In Israel, the green passport is currently available to those who have been vaccinated, those who have recovered, and those who are willing to keep on testing, quote, to prove their health, end quote, and have a recent negative PCR test, which is now obsolete. Some venues will not accept the negative PCR test either. Of course they won't, because they're obsolete. <laughs> Since the emphasis is on targeting those who have made the personal decision not to get the vaccine, we are using the term unvaccinated throughout. Are the unvaccinated murderers? Prime Minister Naftali Bennett says they are. COVID, the future of the Jewish holiday, depends on vaccination. Quote, I ask each of you to go and get vaccinated. You are endangering yourself and the people around you as if you were walking with a machine gun and shooting Delta viruses at all of us. This is selfish, unworthy, and irresponsible. None of you want to kill people by mistake. We are waiting for you by the vaccination stations. End quote. <laughs> What a psychopath. Do the unvaccinated deserve to be part of society or worship freely? The Israeli cabinet doesn't think so. Some cabinet members, furious synagogues, exempted from the new green pass rules. Quote, starting Sunday, August 8th, only people holding a green pass will be permitted to enter indoor social halls, conferences, cultural and sports events, indoor seating areas and restaurants, gyms and studios, hotels, cinemas, and places of worship with over 50 worshipers, end quote. Shopping malls and supermarkets, no matter how many shoppers present, are open to all, but synagogues aren't. Hmm. So go buy some stuff. You can still go buy some stuff. 
but you can't go to church. That is insane. Should the unvaccinated be allowed to travel to all cities freely? These Israeli mayors don't think so. These Israeli psychopaths. So let's continue. Non-vaccinated people to be prevented from entering the city of Hadera. Quote, people traveling to the city via public transport will only be allowed to enter if they can provide proof of vaccination, the Hadera municipality has announced. Non-vaccinated people will no longer be permitted to enter the Israeli city of Hadera as part of the city's attempt to lower the number of daily coronavirus cases. Hadera Mayor Zvika Gandelman announced that the entry of non-residents into the city using public transportation will only be permitted for those who can present proof of vaccination. Director of the Hadera Enforcement and Security Division, Gil Shlomo, (laughs) his last name is literally S-H-L-O-M-O, Shlomo, bitch! Jill Shlomo has been appointed by Gandelman to enforce the directive starting immediately. We must make sure the all vaccinated. But sir, you're starting to speak like a Nazi. Shut your fucking mouth. Do what I say if you want to keep paycheck. Do as I say if you want to keep raping children without me reporting you to the papers. All these fucks are blackmailed. That's why they do it. That's why they follow along. Israeli city barring unvaccinated from entry accused of anti-Palestinian discrimination. Quote, the mayor of Acre, Shimon Lankri, and city council members instructed municipal employees to ensure that the health ministry's rules are enforced without exception and thus prevent the spread of the disease among the city's residents. As such, buses of unvaccinated residents will not be allowed to enter the city and its shores. They're literally trying to bottle up what cannot be bottled up. We are trying to eradicate everything. Should the unvaccinated be barred from some of the holiest sites in Judaism? The religious site authorities think so. Unvaccinated individuals not allowed into Wilson Arch at the Western Wall. Wilson's Arch. Paraphrased, entry to pray in Wilson's Arch openly to those who were vaccinated, recuperated, or have had a negative corona test in accordance with green passport regulations. So apparently you can still go to the arch. You just can't go to the wall and touch all the germs that are there. So in the United States and Canada, should unvaccinated worshipers be allowed to sit wherever they want? This synagogue doesn't think so. All non-vaccinated persons must wear a mask at all times when in shul, properly fitted over the mouth and nose. Areas have been designated at Minyanmen for those who are wearing masks with the intent that as non-vaccinated persons sit in that area. If you or your children are not vaccinated, please be sure to sit in those sections. You dirty son of a fuck! I can't even believe this is real. Should unvaccinated students be allowed to eat in the cafeteria? This school doesn't think so. Ida Crown, Hebrew Academy, Chicago, Illinois. Four years, Academy students devoted serious effort developing their minds and characters. It is our students' shared commitment to growth reinforced by... Here's the rules. All students, staff, faculty, and visitors to ICJA, regardless of vaccination status, will be required to wear masks that cover their mouth and nose when inside our building. You you will wear your masks, you dirty sons of bitches! Vaccinated students will be allowed to move briefly. You can, you're allowed to move briefly. They will be allowed to remove their masks briefly to take a sip of water while inside the building. 
Once the FDA issues a regular approval for the COVID-19 vaccine, which is all hell on earth is going to break loose because every fucking person that got the vaccine at this point is going to go, it's FDA approved now. Now you can't even use that as an excuse. You got to do it now. You got to do it. There's no excuse now. Now you're killing mamas. You're killing babies. You're killing the grandmas. You're killing everybody. Go get the vaccine. You must get the vaccine. Heil Fauci. Once the FDA issues a regular approval for the COVID-19 vaccine, we will enforce the same policy as for the MMR vaccine. All students, faculty, and staff must be vaccinated to attend ICJA. The only exception will be in cases of medical need. And then those cases must be presented to our medical committee for special approval. Seven, our cafeteria will be fully reopened, including an expanded menu, soda bar, and soft-serve yogurt machine. There's an exclamation mark behind yogurt machine. However... And you know what, my, one, one thing I want to, I, I, I got to ask this question. How much do you think parents are paying for their fucking kids to go to this school every goddamn semester? Yet, they're just now getting a soft serve yogurt machine, which was probably paid 500,000 times over, over the years. And they're, they're throwing a, a, a token. They're giving you a little piece of meat. Like, no, 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 we're doing all this tyrannical shit, but we've expanded our menu full of more bullshit, Cisco food, a soda bar, <gasps> more poison for your body, more sugar, and a soft serve yogurt machine. However, only vaccinated students will be permitted to eat at the tables in the cafeteria, but must be socially distanced. At least three feet, at least three feet. Because of science, you guys. Until the weather changes, Unvaccinated students will need to eat both breakfast and lunch out of doors. This is happening in our world right now. People are making their own, they're just making up their own rules and going with it. Absolutely fucking pathetic. Absolutely sad. Reuters put out an article called Factbox, US, our major US companies making masks, vaccines mandatory. August 6th. The resurgence of COVID-19 cases in the United States due to the Delta variant and the new guidance from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the fraudulent CDC, that requires fully vaccinated individuals to wear masks have led companies to change their plans on vaccinations and masking. Here are some of the companies that have taken action following the CDC guidance. So because the fraudulent CDC, these major companies have made these changes, Walmart reinstated mask mandate for workers in the U.S., Apple mandated masks for most of its U.S. retail stores. Target mandated masks for employees. Home Depot mandated employees, contractors, and vendors to wear masks in all stores. Alphabet, which is Google, mandated vaccinations for all employees to step into offices and extended work-from-home policy. So by October 18th, if you work for Google, your bitch ass is getting stabbed, motherfucker. Facebook. Mandated vaccinations for all employees. Twitter shut its reopened office and paused future office reopenings. So Twitter, it seems, is basically liquidating because they're going down the tube of cubes. We all knew they were going down the tubes. Lyft, mandated vaccination for vaccinations for employees returning to the office. Netflix, mandated vaccines. Netflix also announced this week <laughs> that no one on their crews or film productions will be able to operate unless they're vaccinated. So all Netflix programs, all of them, 
Tyranny. Walt Disney mandated mask requirements beginning July 30th for all guests. And it goes on and on and on. Tyson Foods, Gap, Pfizer, Microsoft, United Airlines, J.P. Morgan, Caterpillar, Deer, U.S. Automakers, LinkedIn, McDonald's, Morgan Stanley, Uber. So all these big corporations, big box stores, the ones that won the lottery, crushing their competitions because of the shutdowns, but they got to stay open. They're all going to continue their tyranny reign by forcing you to wear a mask or be vaccinated if you want to participate either as an employee or as a customer. Former Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel said on ABC's This Week that officials should avoid using the word mandate when discussing requiring the COVID-19 vaccine. He doesn't want to use the word mandate because it just tells people exactly what the fuck it is. So he wants to use requirements for access. Justice Department now, political analyst for the dispatch. Ron, let me begin with you. You have to give Dr. Collins points for candor there. He says vaccine mandates can make the difference. Yeah, I would not use the word mandate. If you're going to look at the 40% of the Americans that don't have a vaccine. It still yet, is a mandate, though. Right. No, you can call it a requirement, a requirement to participate in the rest of the economy that's opening up. And if you look, <clears throat> the first 60% you can do in mass. The last 40% you got to do strategically based on different sectors of the population. I would not use the word mandate. We're requiring this for X access to the economy. You have to think about. I.e. we're dangling this carrot over your head. If you don't get it, you cannot participate. This is literally how unfree we are becoming as Americans. If people don't understand what is happening at this point. Wake up, sleepyhead. And and honestly, I don't know if there's recovering that. I don't know if there's a way for people who have already accepted this kind of tyranny can come back from this. I just am not sure. I mean, we're going to literally be witnessing the the revelation where people are going to have to either accept that they were lied to, which which that's what the awakening is. Most people that are in the awakening movement have accepted, oh my God, I was brainwashed. And then one day you realize through information, through the stories of others who have also been brainwashed and escaped the cult, have shared their information, their perspectives, their truths. And all of those truths, you connect the dots, you start going, well, let's follow the money. Let's see who's actually in charge of us right now. Who's telling us what to do? Who's creating all of these mandates? But no, the second you question anything, you're a QAnoner. You're spreading misinformation. I know better because I watch CNN. The four stages of manipulation. One, you use fear. Do this or something bad will happen. Number two, flattery. Do this and you're a good person. Number three, bribery. Do this and you'll get something for free. A donut. A hamburger. And number four, violence. Do this or else face consequences. We're in number four. We are in the violence section of this program. Let's continue with Rahm Emanuel being a tyrant. And I do think that the whether you take public employees, as I said the other day on the show, healthcare workers should lead from the front. They have to get vaccinated. You get federal dollars for research at universities. Students and employees have to be. And you start setting requirements for access to the rest of society. Bribery? Coercion? Literally. They took everything away and now they're giving it back if we're good little boys and good little girls. You guys, we're being held hostage. This is straight up fascist. As, as the variant gets more dangerous, the population it affects 
starts to go down the age group. And we are going to get to a time where one of these variants beats the vaccine. And the question is, can we beat the variant? One thing I thought was interesting about the word variant is if you've watched the, the TV show on Disney Plus called Loki, all the characters that basically create their own timelines or go off timeline, they kind of, you know, create their own alternate reality, which kind of sends the time variance authority, which is basically like the FBI. They're the timekeepers, but they're the ones that have to kind of keep everybody in line. They're all called variants. Hmm. So are unvaccinated people, are we the variant? Is that what they're saying here? These people are absolute psychopaths. They've created this entire fairy tale that we're all having to play along with. And I'm at the point where I'm over it completely. I'm 100% over it. You're listening to Exit the Cult, only on Elf Tree Publishing. Now, enjoy the rest of the show, useless eaters. I'm Bill Gates. Welcome back to the show, you guys. I know it is really heavy to talk about all of the stuff we're talking about, but we are in a serious, serious global situation here. And I think it's absolutely important to share the messages and the tyranny that's happening all over the world. We have to come together as a globe, as one humanity to fix what's happening. This is a program that's unrolling that is global. It doesn't matter what country you're from, what you believe in. They are rolling us all up into one world government. The new world order. This is happening. They've made their move. This pandemic is it. This is what they needed. It's all on record. This is the Fourth Reich. They've risen, you guys. And here's just another example of what the tyranny is doing to beautiful souls who care about people. Here's an ethics professor from Canada. PhD. This is a message from her. Listen closely. My name is Julie Panessi, and this message is about mandatory vaccinations. I am a professor of ethics at Huron College at the University of Western Ontario. It's one of the largest universities in Canada. Today, I'm going to teach you a short lesson on the universally accepted ethics of coercing people into medical procedures. I'll be the example. My employer has just mandated that I must get a vaccine for COVID-19. If I want to keep working at my job as a professor, I have to take this vaccine. Here's my conundrum. My school employs me to be an authority on the subject of ethics. I hold a PhD in ethics and ancient philosophy. And I'm here to tell you it's ethically wrong to coerce someone to take a vaccine. If it happens to you, you don't have to do it. If you don't want a COVID vaccine, don't take one. End of discussion. It's your own business. But that is not the approach of the University of Western Ontario, which has suddenly required that I be vaccinated immediately or not report for work. So with the school year beginning in a few days, I am facing imminent dismissal after 20 years on the job because I will not submit to having an experimental vaccine injected into my body. I've had plenty of vaccines in my life, but I've never been forced to take one. It's always been my choice. 
I don't work in a high-risk environment. I'm not a doctor in an emergency room. I'm a teacher. I'm a university professor. My job is to teach students how to think critically, to ask questions that might expose a false argument. Questions like, says who? Who is the authority giving this order? Should I trust them with control over my body? As a professor, I don't have to watch the news to find out if the COVID vaccines are safe. I read medical journals and I consult my colleagues who are professors of science and medicine. I've learned from doctors that there are serious questions about how safe these vaccines really are. There are questions about how well they work. Nobody's promising that I won't get COVID or transmit COVID if I get the vaccine. But ultimately, none of that matters to me because I'm a professor of ethics and I'm a Canadian. I'm entitled to make choices about what does and does not enter my body, regardless of my reasons. If I'm allowed back into my university, it's my job to teach my students that this is wrong. I'm hired to teach them that it is ethically wrong to impose an experimental medical procedure as a condition of employment. This is my first and potentially my last less than a year. Ethics 101. In the spirit of Socrates, who was executed for asking questions, this lesson will consist of only one question. The answer is multiple choice. Please listen carefully. When a person has done the same job to the satisfaction of her employer for 20 years, is it right or is it wrong to suddenly demand that they submit to an unnecessary medical procedure in order to keep their job. In this case, the procedure is an injection of a substance that has not been fully tested for safety. It has not yet been shown to be effective. It is designed to prevent an illness that poses little threat to the employee. The employee is not allowed to ask questions. She may only submit to the procedure or be fired. To my first year students, is this right or is this wrong? I already know the answer. That was amazing, Julie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dr. Panessi was dismissed from her position on September 7th, 2021. Happy anniversary, Dr. Panessi. Happy 20-year anniversary. This is everywhere. Who's next? Are you getting fired? Do you know someone who's getting fired? A childhood friend of mine sent me a message saying that he's about to be fired if he doesn't get the vax by November, and he works from home. He doesn't even work in an office. What is going on? Oh, I can tell you. But, you know, you may just be a domestic terrorist if you believe me. Fuck Joe Biden! 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 Listen to all these terrorists. Fuck Joe Biden! Fuck Joe Biden!
stadiums full of just terrorists. Thousands chanting in unison. They see. They can see. Okay, you get the point. So I listened to this uh, interesting podcast called the SGT Report, and the host Sean on one of his episodes was interviewing these two guys, Clay Clark and Dr. Rob Marsh. And uh, they just had some really interesting insight on kind of some of the numerology and biblical references around the number 666 and how COVID-19 and 666, Mark of the Beast, all of that stuff is kind of correlating so just thought this would be interesting to share. Well, what I'm going to say, and then I'll let, uh, I'm, I'm going to go into seven fast facts, and then I'll let Dr. Marsh explain this. But I want everyone to, to know this, okay? First off, just facts, just wrote facts, okay? If one were to look at the word corona for a second, just look at the word corona. Everybody look at it. I'm holding up to the screen. The word corona has six letters in it, okay? Six letters. And the first letter is a C, and the numerical value of C is three. It's the third letter of the alphabet. O is the 15th letter. R is the 18th letter. O is the 15th letter. N is the 14th letter. A is the first letter. That is 66. So the word corona, numerically speaking, means 666. Now, if one were to actually believe the Bible is real, which I do believe the Bible is real. I know that's a controversial idea that somebody says, you're a conspiracy nut. You're sick. I go to church every weekend, but I don't actually believe it's real, you sick freak. You actually believe the Bible's real, you dirty, sick freak. So if you look up Revelation chapter 13, verse 2 on the screen share, uh, King James Version, Revelation 13, 2, King James Version, it says, okay, here it says, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and his great authority. The dragon would be China. The logo for, what, what is the logo for China? That's the dragon. And the, 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 what does the word corona mean in Latin? The crown. So China gave the beast its crown. And you say, that is crazy. You're, cra you're crazy. You can't be quoting the Bible, you, you nut job. Okay. Blake, can I interrupt? Because I've heard you do this before, and I think you're spot on. And one thing you said that really resonated with me was the four horsemen of the apocalypse, Moderna, oh. Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, and AstraZeneca. Now, that may sound like a road too far for some, but this vaccine is neither safe nor effective. And I guess, according to Bill de Blasio, and Cuomo and Biden, to hell with the VAERS reporting system where more than 11,000 people have died as a result of taking this thing and more than 500,000 adverse reactions. Well, if you go back to look up Revelation 6, 13, verses 16 through 18, Revelation 13, verses 16 through 18, I'm going to read this and I'm just going to get, I want to get your take on this, Mr. SGT. So here we go. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And he causeth all. In your mind, what does all mean? Everyone. Mr. SGT, what do you think? Yeah, all, I think, would be every man, woman, and child on the planet. All, all seems like all. Everybody, okay, we continue. And it says that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark, 
or the name of the beast or the mark or the name of the beast or so the no okay or or what is or but dr marsh what does or mean it could be either interesting okay or the name of the beast or the number of his name here's the wisdom it says this is verse 18 revelation chapter 13 verses 16 through 18 this controversial book written by john on the island of patmos it says here's the wisdom let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and his number is 603 score and six so John's saying, look out for the number 666. Now I'll just give you five more examples. We're going to go 90 miles, five examples in 60 seconds. Here you go. So then you type in HR. Congress is working on legislation. HR 666. Look it up right there, everybody. Everybody look it up. Duck, duck, go. Google. Look up Google. Duck, HR. Some people think it's a conspiracy theory to even use duck, duck, go. So go to Google and type in HR 666. Why is Congress working on HR 666? The Anti-Racism Public Act Health Act of 2021. The Anti-Racism Public Health Act of 2021, where it says the bill establishes within the Centers for Disease Control a national center for anti-racism and a health and a law enforcement violence prevention program. A violence prevention program. Interesting. Okay. And then you'd say, well, what, 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 HR6, what was that? HR666. Then there's HR6666. That's four sixes. This is called... The Trace Act, look that up, folks. HR 66666, there's four sixes. It says COVID-19 testing, reaching, and tracing everyone act. So think about it. The word corona is 666. Bill Gates has a patent, W02020060606. Why does Bill Gates have a patent number, W02020060606 for a cryptocurrency that goes inside the human body? Let's think about this again. So the word corona is 666. John warned us about it in the book of Revelation, 666. Congress is working on HR 666. Congress is working on HR 6666. Now, the, the, the logo of Google, they changed their logo. The Chrome logo is now 666. Google's logo, Google's, look up Google Chrome logo, 666. It's now 666. The misinformation of Google is now 666. So, Corona is 666. Bill Gates has a patent, 666. John warned us about the number, 666. HR 666, Congress is working on HR 6666. The Google Chrome logo is 666. The Build Back Better slogan is 666. Perhaps there's something with that number. Perhaps, perhaps. It's just interesting. I just find those things really interesting to talk about or to share. I find a lot of things online, on Telegram, YouTube, uh, just all over the place. So... Um, I just, I always find it interesting just to share these things just because as the world continues to figure out what's going on, this slow crawl to an awakening, which feels like it's been accelerated substantially because of the vaccine program that's rolled out, we're all going to be on this roller coaster of death until uh, hopefully enough people wake up and try to put a stop to this. Because what's happening right now is very anti-human. It's very, um, it's it's just shrouded in this. Oh, it's all about science. It's all about, you know, pushing forward with the latest data. Yeah, well, we need to work through the deception first. That seems to be the true pandemic. Or maybe it's just nothing. So there you have it. 9-11 special, 20th anniversary. Special thanks to Sean at SGT Report, Greg Reese at InfoWars, Elftree Publishing, and all of our listeners here at Exit the Cult. 
If you have any questions or comments about the show, please reach out to us at exitthecult at protonmail.com or visit exitthecult.com. Have a killer weekend and don't be a killer. Please help support the show by becoming an Exit the Cult member over at our Patreon page for exclusive content and bonus episodes. Tune in to the show on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening.